Hey, go-getters, I believe you must go after your divine purpose and live in your truth. You must be ready to achieve your goals if you're listening to this podcast. I'm Reb D, a gold digger coach. It's not about wanting more. It's about getting your piece of the pie and enjoying it. Please do me a favor and rate this podcast and write a review. You can also follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at 2020 Radical Gold Diggers and share this podcast link with others who are ambitious like yourself. And remember, a better you makes a better world. Welcome to Gold Table Talk, and we have our Radical Gold Diggers here, and we have just listened to our leadership recording, and we're going to get right into our conversation. And our our question, our icebreaker is, what kind of leader are you? What kind of leader are you? And this could be in any arena of your life that, you know, that you are leading. And um, that is the question. What kind of leader are you? And that's so important for us to know um, what kind of leaders we are. And um, and your opinion of your leadership is very important. So what kind of leader are you? Anybody want to um, be first to answer that or maybe not answer that and, and really just ponder upon it, but, um, you know, it helps us in our um, application of what we just heard when we think about what kind of leader are we. And I'm going to give you, go go ahead. Yeah, uh, I'm the kind of leader that uh, um, I try to uh, listen to. Um, I try to make people... uh, actually be able to use their strengths so mm-hmm. I'm more of a calm leader mm-hmm. um, so I will probably enhance their skill sets that they they know how to do so they can better themselves that's the type of leader that I am okay I like that I like that okay so sometimes you you're probably the one that doesn't give the answer you make them think about where that answer is is that is that correct you get them to use uh, yeah, sometimes, yes. Uh, sometimes I also try to help them along. Right. Because sometimes you find if you keep giving them the answer all the time, it doesn't benefit them. Okay. Okay. That's good. That's good. All right. Anybody else want to talk about what kind of leader they are? Okay. Well, one of the questions that I I like to um, get into a debate about is are are leaders born or leaders made? (laughs) Are leaders born or leaders made? Would anybody have an opinion on that? Okay, well, I I would say both. I would say both. That's what I would say. Okay. I was trying to get in on that one, but that's exactly what I would say. I'm sorry I'm late, but I had to work and then I had to go to the grocery store and all this, you know, life stuff. Um, 
I would say that there's a combination. I think that there are just some who are natural born leaders, but then there are some who have leadership skills that just need um, coaching that just need development. Uh, so I think anybody who wants to lead can lead with the right um, person, you know, coaching them and leading them um, and right. developing them into a good leader. I, I think that is such a, a, a good answer that definitely they can be developed. You know, it, it's so important that um, we, we're conscious of the leaders that are around us and, you know, basically the people we are following. <laughs> we have to be very conscious of that um, to help us, you know, um, just, you know, we're, right now we're in a whole uh, political thing and, and voting is on the rise, you know, and do we really know um, our leaders that we're voting in? You know, do we really know them or are we, are we just voting for them, you know, because of whatever, you know, and that's so important that we um, know who we're following, we know who we're voting for, <laughs> and we know um, a leader that we would like to be that kind of leader to, to learn from. So this is so important, you know, because there's so many people that do so many things blindly. They're just, you're just following just to be following, <laughs> you know, the voting, just to be voting, you know, and and, and not really um, being a mentee to someone that can teach them some real leadership qualities. So it's, it's just so important. If you're interested <laughs> in growing as a leader, you know, it first have to be something that you are definitely um, conscious of. So that's definitely a good answer. Some some are born like that and, and, and some are definitely being developed because there's so many leadership programs out there doing just that, developing leaders, you know. And, um, you know, I, we heard in a recording where he mentions that, yeah, there's, there are some natural born leaders, but there's not enough of them to make a difference in, in the realm of things. So, you know, so we have to continue to grow and, and be um, mentored. And Sophia sounds like she, she mentors and, and, and is also a mentee as well. So, okay, so thank you for that, you know. Um, the other thing here, go ahead. Yeah, I'd like to chime in on the question, are leaders made or born? I would say mm -hmm. it was a combination of both. Because mm -hmm. sometimes you can be made into leader based upon your circumstances that you have to go through. And if you have to like, you know, like the fight or flight, you manage to be able to pull, you know, out of you yourself that you didn't know that you could actually do something based mm -hmm. on your circumstances and you become a leader that way. So, and then the other ones, like you said, are born that way. And sometimes they may not even know that they're a leader wise that everyone keeps coming to them and they're <laughs> a leader. And it's because they're born that way. They take the role without even realizing that they actually have that role. That's excellent. That is so true. I like that. You know, you, you said quite a bit there, you know, sometimes leaders 
have to uh, 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 put into situations where they have no choice, you know, they have no choice. And, and that is so, so true. You know, I, I just remember at, <laughs> as a child, you know, I, I was the baby there and, and all my siblings at one point in time all went to a different school, all five of us, right? And I remember being, this bus would go around the community back and forth, taking the high school kids, taking the junior high, the, the elementary, then the kindergarten. This the same bus would go around and come around like every hour, right? And I was the last one to leave the house, you know? And at that time we were in a one parent house. So my, the parent is already gone. And, um, you know, and I'd be the last one in the house, you know, at seven, eight years old. And this is the God, it's true. And, you know, I was given orders, don't, don't do this and don't do it. Just wait for the bus. Don't do anything. Just wait for the bus to get on the bus. And I just felt like I had to grow up right then in there, made sure I locked the door, made sure I didn't, you know, turn off everything. And, you know, from then on, I had to, to wake up and be responsible at a very young age for the house. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh my God. But, you know, I think those little things, you know, really instilled in me a lot of responsibility as I grew up, you know, it's just like, now I'm just awake, I'm conscious to things. So I just thought that was a, a little cute story, you know of how, where leadership can begin. It can begin at, as a child, you know? So, um, yeah, absolutely. Okay, okay. My other question here, um, you know, they talked about the number one quality of a leader. And um, I thought that was quite interesting when he said that through all this statistical data that this has become the number one quality of a leader. And um, I don't know if anybody heard it. Anybody heard it, what it was? It was vision, to have a vision. The number one quality uh, for a leader is to, to have a vision, you know, and and that is so important. You know, you, you, you gotta know where you're going and you certainly have to know where you're leading people. <laughs> you certainly have to know where you're leading people. And that always, you know, takes me right back to like pastors, you know, that have to lead congregations spiritually, you know, and, and how they have to give um, spiritual diets for the congregation throughout the year to, um, with the goal in mind for them to grow spiritually and, and certainly to um, become more Christ-like, you know, and, and start seeing that transformation. So that's what made me think of vision for a congregation. But he's primarily talking about visions for companies and businesses, you know, and that is so um, key to, you know, people that are entrepreneurs and, and that are, are, you know, striving to rise up on their job in management and executive positions, some of the qualities that those um, executives have that get them into those positions. And I know we talked about a lot of that last week, but it's it's really something to, to look at, you know, find a leader on the job, 
and, you know, and, and really try to figure out or, you know, become friends to even be mentored by such a person, you know, because one thing we do know, you know, a great leader and uh, make successors, you know, and you'll know a great leader if that leader is reaching back, trying to make successors because leaders fall off. Leaders fall off in the sense that they move or they go to other companies or they do other things or they'll start another company, you know, and um, and I'll give you a chance to move up. So know when you're in a great uh, window of opportunity to learn from a leader because they're not always going to be there, you know, and take advantage of what some would look at, you know, you don't want to miss that opportunity, you know, so look around and and see, you know, who would I want to be under and be able to learn from. And I know I've made some great friends uh, down through my career in the IT business of, of people that I admired and, and, and wanted to learn some of those leadership qualities, you know, that was outside of um, the actual work we were doing. There was something else to them that made them, you know, leaders that you can learn from. And Sophia, you certainly, you know, I can, I can see you now, you know, having the patience because <laughs> leaders have to have patience, you know? And um, so that's so important. Okay. The one thing I, I like, um, you know, discipline yourself and know that you're a role model, you know? Know that, that people are watching, you know, and like he said, you can't always let it all hang out, <laughs> you know. Um, so I just thought that was good too. So when he started talking about, you know, um, you know, he talked about George Washington's quote, this, this to me was interesting, you know, that two have armies, one has a larger number of uh, you know army soldiers than the other one, but the other one wins because they're more disciplined and what they have to do. So I just thought that was you know discipline wins over numbers. Discipline wins over numbers, and as he talked about, the best trained companies you know are number one because they're the best trained companies. So I mean just just think about. What would you say is a, a company that you think that people are well-trained at, at this level that we can say that that has to be a great company, you know, of, of leaders for them to have rise to those occasions. Anybody can think of some companies that are just, it's just explosive. They're just excellent. Well, you know, I, I always have to say something about Chick-fil-A <laughs> and the way they run their business, you know, even through COVID, I don't even see where they even blinked the eye through COVID the way they were already outside. <laughs> so people felt confident to go and order from them because you that was their business anyway, was drive-through. <laughs> so you know, that, that there was certainly some brilliance there, you know, and that was nothing new. Back in the 50s and 60s, that's what they did. They brought the food. You made the order and they brought the food back to you. So it wasn't like it was a new idea. 
it was just one that um you know they they went back to and, and it really worked for them so i i just think that's when you start getting into that creativity so i just thought that was really great but to to just go on those um and, and certainly chime in um I, I wanted to chime in on that because I do know that, I, and I don't know, you know, if they're still in that that uh, industry, but the Ritz-Carlton Hotels used to be famous for their customer service training. The training that they put their employees through were trainings that other corporations would use to train their employees at one point in time. Wow. Because if you went to a Ritz-Carlton Hotel, it was like white glove service all the way from the top to the bottom. And so they had a training institute that they used to um, have other companies go through to train their customer service people to learn the, the way that Rich Carlton serviced their, their clients. Okay, okay. I think, yeah, they got it. Customer services is everything, you know. And who doesn't like being uh, white gloved and pampered all the way through the experience of a risk Carlton. I mean, that is definitely the truth, you know. Um, yeah, but it is something that we're also lacking in a lot of corporations nowadays. Like, I don't know if they think that customers are indispensable or whatever, but that level of customer service just doesn't exist, in my opinion, anymore like it used to. Hmm. Okay. So are you saying that the Ritz-Carlton is not even at that level anymore? Well, I haven't been at a Ritz-Carlton in a minute, but I'm just saying yeah. <laughs> some of okay. these other companies just are not, uh, not like even at, at the basic level of customer service anymore, let alone at the Ritz-Carlton level of customer right, service. Right, right, right. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And, and, you know, Angela, just be an entrepreneur and knowing about customer service in your business. I, I know you know what you're talking about because that's that's the nature of your business to keep your customers happy. And, and, and when they're happy, they keep coming back. You give them the experience, they're going to keep coming back. And then, you know, we have to look at some of the things that we keep going back to because a level of, you know, customer service. So that's that is so true. Okay, okay, very good. So just to roll on down to the uh, the seven um, qualities that will keep a leader in in um, in that position, you will know them because of these seven qualities. You know, number one is is it was clarity. Number two was to be competent. Number three was commitment. You know, um, and uh, constraints and creativity and um, continuous learning. That's always important. There's always more to learn as things keep changing. And number seven is consistency. You know, that that is so important, those, those qualities. But some of the action items that he talked about um, that I thought were really good towards the end for us to take away. I don't know if anybody wrote down anyone that kind of stood out to them anybody i wrote down the fact that you know to be a leader mm -hmm. your orientation is downward 
so that you know your time management, your organization, harder, you work harder than others, you set the standards, know that the company stands for and the golden rule. So I wrote down that. Right. Yeah, so that's what I wrote down. And and, and you see how you talk about that golden rule and we know where he got that one from, right? Right. (laughs) I always talk about that. They're not giving the the credit where credit is due, but certainly um, that golden rule, yes, absolutely, you know, and um, what would the company be if if everyone um, was a leader like you? What what, what would the company be? I thought that was something to think about, you know, and and how you should, uh, you know, if the people that are under you, you should be uh, re- very uh, respectful to them because things change and, and one day they may be over you. Now, I don't, I don't know if anyone has ever had that experience because that's for real. That phrase didn't come out nowhere. The same people you see going up is the same people you see when you when you're coming down you know anybody ever had that experience someone under them was promoted over them i i recently had an experience where um i was working with someone from another company and their company did not in his contract anymore our company heard about it and now this guy works in at our company and i'm like oh no but uh, yeah, you just you just never know, you know. They always say it's a, it's a small world, so you that's always to, you always have to make sure you're good to everyone because you never know. You never know exactly. Yeah. And let me tell you how I found out when I knew he was leaving, and I knew um, around his last day, and I had worked for him over the last couple of years with the other company. I, I emailed him before his email got shut off and let him know, you know, um, I wished him well and you do great and all oh, whatever. And then he sends me back and oh, no, 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 it's not goodbye. And I'm like, oh, what are you talking about? He said, and he said that he had gotten an interview with the company I work for. And I was just like, wow, okay. And that's how I found out, you know, I'm like, well, I'm glad. I was wishing him well, and I just, you know. So I was like, wow. And he did. They they did hire him. I was like, wow, this is so true. But it, it, he he was definitely um, a leader that got stuff done. So I could honest, honestly understand why our company uh, picked him up, you know. So, yeah. So th- that was some, some really good stuff there. So once again, you know, um, for us to be very conscious of the type of leaders we are, very conscious of the leaders that we are following, (laughs) you know, because we don't want to be aiding in a leaders that is not doing, you know, what they are supposed to be doing, you know, so we got to be alert and uh, certainly find leaders that we can um, learn from in the arenas that we're in, you know, and um, and I just think that that is the beauty of it all, that when you find a good leader that they would not want to hold on to 
what they've learned and they would want to pass it down. And I will say it again, a, a good leader, you know, um, makes successors because they know that their time is limited. So that's, that's our talk tonight. Anybody else want to add in about leadership or something that, that really uh, speaks to maybe a quality that you may have? I do. So I just attended um, a conference in um, Florida this past week. I'm a part of an association called ALA, which is the Association of Legal Administrators. That's okay. my day job. And so we had mm-hmm. leadership training uh, for four and a half days or whatever. And one of the sessions was like the opening session blew me away. And I've had personality tests before. And mm-hmm. I think good leaders should do personality tests because you cannot lead everybody the exact same way. It's almost like parenting children. You can't parent your children. Mm -hmm. And I don't have children, but I know that you can't parent children the exact same way. Each Mm -hmm. child is different. Their personality is different. So you have to, you have to maneuver that according to that child's personality. So, you know, some children are going to be a little bit more um, easygoing. Some are going to be a little bit more difficult. So you parent accordingly. That's just like being a good leader. Your employees look for you to deal with them based on who they are and where they are. Mm-hmm. And so these personality traits taught me that some of us are squares, some of us are circles, some of us are rectangles, and some of us are squiggles. I'm a square by na- <laughs> by nature. And what uh-huh. that means is I'm about the facts. Like, don't give me the fluff fluff. Don't give me the weekend story. Just give me what it is you need from me. Give me the bottom line. And I have to realize that everybody is not like that. And that when I deal with you, I have to know that there are some circles. And circles means that they're going to talk in circles. They're going to go around and give me what they did on the weekend. And I just have to be open to listen to that and to listen for when they give me what I need, which is the bottom line and know that they will get there eventually. Right. It might right. take a little while, but they will get there. And so I think that there are a lot of different types of personality tests out there, but I just think to be a good leader, you should know your personality, but you should also know your people's personalities as well. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. That, that is very Hey, Radical Gold Diggers, I hope you got a gold nugget out of this podcast to help you nail your goals. Please do me a favor and rate this podcast and write a review. You can also follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at 2020 Radical Gold Diggers and share this podcast link with others who are ambitious like yourself. And remember, a better you makes a better world. Thank you.